Okay, I want to talk about the laws of Sphira Saomer, the idea of Sphira Saomer in Chassidus and the laws of Sphira Saomer in Halacha. God says in the Torah, You should count for yourself from the day after Shabbos. According to our tradition, Shabbos is referring to the Yom Tov of Pesach. And from a day after Pesach, we count 49 days. The 50th day is Shavuot. To the extent that back in the day when they didn't have a set calendar, Shavuot could have been in different days. Shavuot is really a continuation of Pesach. 50 days after Pesach comes Shavuot. And God says to count 7 weeks, 49 days. What do we learn from that? That we need to count weeks and days. So if it's 13 days, we're going to count 1 week and 6 days. We're going to say 13 days, which is 1 week and 6 days. The simple halachot over here is, there are different opinions that say that the whole 49 days is one mitzvah, and therefore if you miss a day, you cannot continue reading because it's a doubt. So the first thing that we're very lenient about, dropping and very strict about, that we don't want to say God's name in vain. So if you miss a day, you continue counting according to the opinions that you say that, say that you could continue counting, but you will count without a blessing. The mitzvah is to count at night. If you forgot during the night, you could still count during the day without a blessing. But if you count during the day, you could still continue the next night with a blessing because you did not miss a day. But if you missed the day and the night, 24 hours, and that day you did not count, the next night you can't count with a blessing. Also, Another thing to point out is because we want to say the blessing, which saying the blessing on a mitzvah is very special, and this is a conversation for a different, uh, for a different uh, class. Why is making a blessing on something very, very special? Especially the way Hasidus explains it. It, uh, it sets up the platform. It's called the encompassing light before the mitzvah. So therefore, once it's sunset, so we try not to say the number, because once you say the number, you already fulfilled the mitzvah. So the custom is, if you want to know what, how many days for the Omer, what, is, what do we do? We ask, what was yesterday. yesterday? Yeah? How does the famous Joe go? There was like a set menu in some yeshiva kitchen, and someone asked, so what was for supper yesterday? Yeah? That's funny, that's funny. That's Remember funny. we can give an example of like how many candles we like, how many candles we like yesterday, but I prefer you Ah, okay. Okay, no, no. What do we have yesterday? Okay, what do we have yesterday? Yeah, it is funny. <laughs> I want to go, I want to go, I want to I discuss the Kabbalah and Hasidus of the counting of the Omer. Why do we need to count the Omer? We just came out of Egypt. Coming out of Egypt was a major, major event, but it had a problem. What is the problem? That was done in haste. What's the problem when done, something is done in haste? It's not internalized. How does it say in Tanya chapter 30? The nation escaped. When you escape, what does that mean? That it's not a process. You need to do a process. So obviously the same is also when we serve Hashem. Sometimes you just need to jump into it. I am going to wake up for Chassidus. I am going to start learning. 
I'm going to start doing this, I'm going to start doing that. You jump in. But then you have to make sure to internalize. And that's one of the reasons why, how come, the famous question, how come Jews were uh, able to uh, do the golden calf after they had all these amazing miracles is because it wasn't internalized. And the very interesting thing is, you know, sometimes Hasidic and Kabbalistic ideas might look a bit outlandish. But when you find a pasuk that hints to the idea, that is uh, sometimes something that is very interesting, that, uh, that the pasuk says, when the sheikh is going to come, you won't go out of the exile in haste. And you won't run out. I, I, I botched up the words. But the idea is that it says clearly that when Mashiach is going to come, we're not going to go out. We're going through such a long gullus, and every problem that we're working through, what, what are we really doing? We're, we're internalizing a certain God awareness. So when the revelation is going to finally come with the coming of Mashiach, we're not going to freak out. We're going to say, oh, now I get what I went through. That's what happened. That's why I went through such a tough life. That's why, God forbid, everybody should have a good, good life. All the things that we already went through, we'll understand, oh, that was the point for me to learn this lesson, that lesson, to internalize this, to internalize that. Whoa, all the incarnations, everything that happened, it's going to be internalized. And the process of internalization is done by the counting of the Omer. The idea of the Omer, what's the idea of the Omer? Omer is, from a, uh, is, a, is a bushel of, uh, of, uh, of uh, barley. Barley is what animals eat. And we have one task. We're trying to also conquer our animal soul. The experience at the night of the Seder is so high, so special. It says in the holy books that the Yetzirah doesn't, uh, doesn't have any control, the night of the Seder. The night of the Seder, it's a holy night. It's a night, a night that we're guarded also from the, not only from external thieves, it's also from our inner demons. The Yetzirah doesn't have any control over us on the night of Pesach. But who experiences the night of Pesach? The night of Pesach is such a great revelation that who experiences it? Our godly soul. We want to get our animal soul into the experience. So like this, when we come to Shavuot, the only holiday, the only day of the year that we bring in leavened bread into the temple, which also shows that it's a process. Pesach, leavened bread, whoa, we freak out. Now, one crumb of bread just like idol worship we're not allowed to have it in our house we're not allowed to have it in our possession we burn it we go after it but that's not the point the point is ultimately that you can have bread you can have a healthy ego but that's not what we're going to talk now because we're still before Pesach we're now looking for the ego to burn it and get rid of it but once you really go through the process the day of Shavuot is the only day of the year that we bring in two loaves of bread. But what we're trying to do, guys, is to bring down that experience and internalize it. Internalize it where? Into the world. Into the earth. Into the nations of the world. To a certain extent also, that's the difference between us and the nations of the world. We, so to say, represent the godly experience, the godly soul. 
But that's not the point. The point is that the whole world should recognize God. We're meant to be a light upon the nations. And that is making the world a better place. This world should experience godliness. And that is a real process. In order to do that process, the world, and especially us, we are made out of seven faculties. Each one of these seven faculties have seven faculties. So, Kabbalistically speaking, when God says you should count seven weeks, what do seven weeks mean? Seven faculties. Seven parts to the world. And each one, 49 days, is seven times seven. So 49 is every day we're going to focus on another aspect of our being, on another sphere. So the first day is going to be chesed shebechesed. The second day is going to be gevura shebechesed. If you want a meaningful life uh, center on, on the internet, there's actually uh, exercise for every day. I don't want to go off topic. The only thing is that sometimes over there, it's just the exercise of becoming a better person. I think more the point is that every day we need to try to take another aspect of our lives and have that in sync with godliness. So the day of love of love is not only to learn how to be a loving person, it's that our love should be in sync with God's love. We should be a conduit for God's love into the world, and so on and so forth. But that's a footnote that I want to discuss one day with, the, with one of the Jacobson brothers that wrote up that brilliant, brilliant work on their website. And they also printed it into a booklet. But... Not but. Why but? Now, listen, this is where it's going to become very interesting and amazing. In the Tehillim, in the Psalms, King David was a huge Kabbalist, just hidden in the poems. He has one poem that is all about changing the world and being a light upon the nations. It's Psalm 67. Let's read the psalm. Please, let's open up the Siddur to page 139. We're talking about the English uh, blue Siddur. And we're going to ask Dooney for the choir master, a song with instrumental music, a psalm. May God be gracious to us and bless us. May he make his countenance shine upon us forever. That your way be known on earth. Yeah, no, no, okay. <laughs> I want you to emphasize every time it touches our theme. May your way, that your way be known on Earth. Earth! Continue. Maxim? Wait. Your salvation at the bottom of page 139. Your salvation among? All nations. Uh, no, the emphasis on which word? Nations. Nations, right? We want to make the world a better place. Morty, continue. The nations will exalt you, O God. All the nations will exalt you. Very good. Continue. The nations will rejoice and sing for joy, for you will judge the people's justice. Boo! The emphasis on which word? The people's. People's. People's justly. And guide the? And guide the nations. Nations. On, on? Earth. <laughs> Earth. Hmm. Forever. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Do we need? The peoples will extol you, O oh God. All the peoples, peoples <laughs> will extol you. you. Continue, Maxim. For, for the, the earth, earth. Yield its, yield its produce, and God, our God, will bless us. 
beautiful. And God will bless us and all from the furthest corners of the earth, earth shall fear him. Beautiful. Very nice. This is Psalm 67. Isn't this a beautiful psalm? But now, guys, hold on. Start to your chairs. You shouldn't fall out of your chair. How many th- words do you think we have in this psalm? 49. 49. <laughs> <laughs> There's 49 words in this psalm. It's actually pretty nutty. And therefore, this psalm, not therefore, because this psalm is about conquering the world and making the world a better place, this psalm contains the energy of changing the world. So every so there's 49 words, and every day we're going to zoom in on another word. If that is not enough, guys, look at page 139, the, the verse that starts with the word Yismuchu in Hebrew. Yismuchu, this is the middle verse of this psalm. What does it say? This is the middle verse of this psalm. How many letters do you think is in that sentence? Forty-nine! And every day we're going to zoom in on another letter of that verse. But you have to know where we're up to, so we're going to see how to do that. Now, guys, we're going to move on to the next prayer. The next prayer, the Ana Bechawach. Everybody knows the Ana, Ana Bechawach. Yeah? No, the, you know, this is, this is not a song. This was written by Nechunia Ben Akana, a huge Kabbalist, a Tana. Look at this, look at this psalm. <clears throat> this is unbelievable. How many lines does this psalm have? No way. Seven. Seven! <laughs> and every line has how many words? No way. No way. How many? Seven. More than seven. <laughs> no. Seven. Six words and one is just a Kabbalistic intention. That when you say this, uh, when you say this prayer every day, we just look at that Kabbalistic um, uh, acronym, this uh, Kabbalistic abbreviation. We look at it because that's sh- that shouldn't be pronounced. It's actually very interesting that that is a Kabbalistic abbreviation, which is the acronym of the words in the line which also makes a lot of sense. Anyone that knows the idea of Malchus, femininity, femininity receives. So she receives from all the letters, from all the words in the line. And the last word is a word that is not pronounced, but it contains in it the whole energy of the whole line. because That's the power of femininity. It contains all the energy and gives power to the world. Yeah? The, we have over here 49 words. Yeah, 42 words that are pronounced, enunciated, and this and uh, another seven words that are just glanced at. Yeah, Baruch Hashem Kodesh Hashem Void is not from here. It's from other places. So what are we going to do? Every day we're going to zoom in into the 
power and energy of another word in the Ana B'chawach. And then we're going to go to the last prayer. On page 140, I would like to read the prayer together. Jesse, please. Master of the universe. Master of the universe. You have commanded us through Moses, your servant, to count spirits of Omer, in order to purify us from our evil and uncleanness. As you've written in your Torah, you shall count yourselves from the day following the day of rest, from the day on which you bring the Omer as a wave offering. The counting shall be for seven full weeks. To the day following the seventh week, shall you count 50 days. Beautiful. So that is a quote from Leviticus 23, verse 15 and 16. Now, we're going to continue reading. So that the souls of your people, Israel, may be cleansed from their defilement. Therefore, Axim, therefore, may it be the will, may it be your will. That in the merit of this earth, our owner, which our fathers, which I counted, which I counted today, the blemish that I have, in the sphere of. And over here, you say the sphere indicated below the Omer count of the day. May the blemish that I that I caused in the sphere, the first day is going to be Chesed Chesed, be rectified. Morty, and? And I may be purified and sanctified with supernal holiness. Very good. May abundant, Jesse, oh. may abundant bounty. May abundant bounty thereby be bestowed upon all the worlds. May rectify our nefesh ruach and the shama. Right, this is very spiritual. Nefesh, what is nefesh? Our power of action. Ruach is our power of emotions. Neshama is our power of intellect. Mm. From every baseness and defect. And, and may, may purify and sanctify us with your supernal holiness. Amen. Amen. Selah. Very nice. So this was a very, very quick overview of how to do it. Now let's go to the practical. Let's open up to page. Hold two hands in your sitter. One, uh, let's go on p- page 136. And the other, uh, the other finger hold on page 139. And let's see how we're going to do it. Yeah, so let's say you're the Chazan, Duni. Go. Baruch Hashem. Very good. So let's say today is the first day. Hayom. Echad. Omer. Now you see all these small, small words? Let's see what they are. What is the what is the what is the Elohim? Oh, Chesed Shabbat is going to be connected to the third paragraph that we're going to do, mm. or actually fourth, because there's a small, tiny one. So it's going to be connected to the last paragraph. But first, what is the first thing that we're going to look at? The word Elohim. Now let's open up to page 139. Let's see the first word after the, the beginning, right? The first sentence is just for a choir master, a song with instrumental, uh, instrumental music, a psalm. What is the first word on page 139? May God. No, no, in, in Hebrew, the first word of the psalm after the first Elo verse, Elo, Elohim. Look at the second day. Go, go back to page 136 on the second day. What does it say over there? Yechaneinu. Look back to page 139. Yechaneinu. The third day is Vivarchenu. Am I going too quick? No. 
Maxim, are you with yeah, us? Which, no, which, which... Uh, Look, you, you were good. You said 139. Right, 139. Oh, now go back to page 136. Beautiful? Now what is the big letter? What is the big letter on the first day? Yud. Let's look. Where could you find? Show me in the in the Siddur, page one thirty nine. The yud. Which yud are we going to zoom in on? Yismechu. The yud is the first letter. Yismechu. This is the central verse in the psalm. Yismechu. The second day there's going to be a sin, and the third day is going to be a. Ma'am, so just look downwards as if you're reading Chinese. Yismechu. Yismechu. Right? I don't know if that's true, but I heard that in Chinese you read downwards. In Semitic languages, it's right to left, like also in Arabic. Yeah? Then the Latin language is left to right. Yismechu. Yeah. Now let's go back to the third thing over here, the third Kabbalistic thing. What is the word over there? Ana. Ana. What does the Ana refer to? Go to page 140. One page, page 140. <clears throat> you see? Ana. This is going to help you. <clears throat> Instead of counting every day, look at the second day. It's Bechoach. What is the next day? Gedulas. Oh. And then... Look, right under Ayom Yom Echad Omer, and they, for some reason, they put it in also into the English. What does it say over there? On page 136, under Ayom Yom Echad Omer, what does it say? Uh, this what does it say? Chesed Shebe Chesed. In the English too, what does it say? Chesed Shebe Chesed. What's going to be on the second day? Gevura Shebe Chesed. What's going to be the third day? Tiferet Shebe Chesed. And that is the insert that we're going to put into the last paragraph. So just to summarize, how many Kabbalistic intentions are we going to have? Four. Four. Every day we're going to count. Let's do the 13th day. Let's, could you find the 13th day of page 137? You have it? Hayom Shlosha Asar Yom? Hayom Shlosha Asar Yom? So let's read. Hayom Shlosha Asar Yom. Today is 13 days. Shem Shavua Echad. One week. Beshisha Yomim Laomer. Then Yeshua Scha is going to be the word in Psalm 67. The Aleph is going to be in the verse of Yismachu. The Nora is going to be in Anabachoach. And Yesotche Bigvura is going to be the Sphira that we're going to say that this is the blemish that we're trying to rectify with the counting of the Omer. I just want to show one thing that I skipped on page 139 before we start saying Psalm 67. What are we going to say? May the merciful one restore upon us the service of Bet HaMikdash to its place. Speedily in our days, Amen Selah. Why are we asking for the rebuilding of the temple? So we can bring the Omer to the actual Exactly, temple. because nowadays we're just commemorating the bringing of the Omer. Nowadays it's only rabbinical 
the counting of the Omer. We don't actually bring a Omer. In the temple on the 16th day of Nisan, we actually brought the Omer to the temple, a wave offering, and then we counted the 49 days, and uh, then the counting was really from the Torah. But the main thing is, may it rectify our nefesh, ruach, and neshama from every baseness and defect, and may it purify and sanctify us with your supernal holiness. Amen. Selah. And may we all go out of our personal Egypt and go into real redemption. Real, real, real redemption, guys. Redemption from our egos. Redemption from our obsessions. Redemptions from our addictions. Redemptions from our hang-ups. Redemption from all our stories and all stigmas that we carry around, all our traumas, all the baloney should be free, free men, free people. And the ultimate redemption is going to be, hopefully, very, very soon, the coming of Mashiach. What did you ask, Duny? So when we're doing this, we're just like consciously thinking about this connection between the day and the week, or should we actually like look into it? something to look into. Ah, if you could also do personal aspect. work. Yeah, if you want to do personal work, you look up MeaningfulLife.com uh, or Meaningful Life Center, I don't remember. I'm that sure on Google you could look it up. And it will tell you every day what you could work on in terms of internal work. But, but over here, if you do this, and you see mainly Chabad Sadurim don't have Kabbalistic intentions. Because the Alter Rebbe wanted the Siddur to be connected to everyone. But there's sometimes Kabbalistic intentions that basically the Alter Rebbe believed that it's connected to even simple people. So even people like us, we could connect to this amazing, amazing, amazing energy that comes down in the 49 days of the counting of the Omer to purify our soul from every defilement. And we could do it through connecting to the holy words of the Tehillim, to the holy words of the Onabachoach and asking Hashem that the counting of the Omer should help us rectify the blemish that we have caused in the different sfirot within ourselves and their revelation in the world. We should all have a kosher and happy Pesach.